0: You're listening to The Occupational Philosophers with Simon Banks and John Rice.
1: Welcome to another episode of The Occupational Philosophers, a not-so-serious business podcast that mashes up the worlds of curiosity, philosophy, with a sprinkling of creativity thrown in as well. This is a little short, sharp, in-between episode. The shorter-form episodes between our guest episodes and every week, I'm joined by my co-host, co-collaborator, John Rice. Now, John, I'm, I'm looking at you. There's a golden light behind you, like a, an
0: orb or something. Or have you drawn the undrawn the blinds? The light's coming in? The light's coming in. It could be the spotlights. But no, you're right. There is an awe, isn't it? It's uh, There's a crack, Simon, in the curtains. And that is how the light gets in, as Leonard Cohen would say. Well, he didn't say the bit about the curtains, but I went to the How the Light Gets In festival, which some people obviously in the UK may know. I don't know if it's something that carries across to Australia, but How the Light Gets In is a festival that takes place in London. And what I've been
1: reading about this is it's a mashup of philosophy, comedy and music. I'm really curious. This sounds awesome. How does that work? Take me through the <laughs> mashup.
0: <laughs> well, they kind of they kind of start with the philosophy in the morning, yeah. and then it sort of goes into a bit of music, and then it's late night comedy. Often, I think would be fair to say. So they they mash your brains first, then they sort of mash your ears, and then they mash your laughter <laughs> nerves, whatever you call them. <laughs> and does it get does it get looser as
1: the day goes on is that the piece of it or
0: that's the vibe yeah that's it all those people who are sort of very earnest and thoughtful early in the day are suddenly shaking their things in the twilight hours yeah after they've down too uh, many no. too many too many coffees
1: big topics i'm imagining like what was the i imagine each year you have some themes It was like a you know, an atypical conference, even though it's anything but, uh, with a mashup of philosophy, comedy, music. What were the themes?
0: The themes this year, Simon, were, as you say, big and chewy. So they note in their opening paragraph that the future is uncertain. Currently, we've got the economic, geopolitical, environmental, and technological outlook looking very precarious. And so the theme was danger, desire, and destiny. There you go. That sounds like ah, a I I know, sounds like a name of an album by Sugar Babes. Yeah. <laughs> or a sort of
1: a, a movie with sort of John Wayne in it back in the day.
0: I'll just read out some of the names and you could say and you like All me right. would be sitting there going, that sounds really interesting. I'm gonna go and see that. So we had okay. the impartiality illusion. We had epiphanies, ethics and experience, the reality of living forever, the philosophy of the senses. What else did we have? Uh, We had the future of democracy and the AI apocalypse. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, stuff to sort of cheer you up on a Saturday morning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And out of those, was there any particular talk or theme which maybe caught your ear a little bit more?
0: Uh, Yeah, I I did see, I quite like the piece about a rule to live by, which was quite interesting. The golden rule of do unto others as you would have them do to you was being turned over. And it was this idea, is that the right rule to live by? Because we often hear that. And you had a series of speakers debating whether actually the phrase should be, or the rule to live by would be, treat others as they would want to be treated. And it's that sense of actually going beyond what we want and actually putting ourselves into the shoes and minds and needs of others, so I thought that was quite interesting. Of course, that that plays into a lot of where we talk about curiosity and getting to understand perspectives. There's very much that yeah, I like that it. play. And the AI apocalypse that was too scary, so I stayed away from that one because I couldn't bring myself <laughs> to to find out how the robot overlords were going to do away with us. Climate chaos and clarity, and also particles, physics, and fairy tales which was really sort of saying, perhaps we don't understand the nature of the universe after all this time, and something is yet to reveal itself to us. Maybe a bit woo-woo, Simon. Might go your way. Maybe yeah. woo-woo is right.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. If it's one thing, hopefully it's uh, opened your mind up a little bit more, John. A little bit more woo-woo. It's very good for you, you. I hope you like what I did there. So now, obviously, this you going to this conference, went on the expense account, for the occupational <laughs> philosophers. So looking at what you paid, I'm, I'm hoping you learnt something that we can you can bring back key learns, John. What were did maybe a top three?
0: Yeah, top three. Well, so I did think of this because I knew you were gonna ask that. What did I learn? Ah. Well, number one, there's some really big brains out there. After sitting through one hour of the impartiality or the illusion of impartiality, I mean, it felt like my brain had been put in a vice and squeezed <laughs> till all the juice came out. So that was, that was learning number one. I'm not as smart as I thought I was.
1: <laughs> and with there people like, maybe like, like Morning T just gone. what the fuck? Like we are looking at <laughs> a bunch of people that like, look like they've been, you know, brain bombed or something? Or?
0: Well, it always made me laugh that they would start off on a topic. And you'd be in these tents, and then suddenly, about five minutes in after the topic had been introduced, you just get people shuffling out as if they were going. No, (laughs) this this is not. This is not for me. That's not what I wanted. And they kind of pick up their bag and shuffle away quietly. I did that a couple of times. (laughs) Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, What's it? Lesson number two: the speakers. I mean, as I say, big brains, but speakers were exceptional communicators exceptional listeners i mean and they stayed debating the ideas that were being put forward you know often framed with a question but they debated the ideas not the person so that ability for them to disagree agreeably was yeah. another thing that stood out to me and i thought wow that that is something that we can all do more of in our personal lives and probably in our working lives as well we don't see too much of it these days do we disagree no, really? well yes
1: <laughs> i'm just thinking 10 situations in my head now but i think no there's not a lot of that <laughs> as well and look, i'm probably as guilty as uh guilty as anyone i'm sure we both are so uh, okay so that's two we,
0: that's we two. think
1: in three well, we remember yeah, threes.
0: we think in threes and of course, we haven't got we've only got audio here so people can't see me but the the final thought is there is a very fine line between being a curious independently minded lover of philosophical conversations and a pretentious goatee-beard-wearing lover of single bean origin coffee frothed with truffle oil and bat milk. <laughs> Took me a long time <laughs> no. to write that. But <laughs> very good. One. And, Thing and is, i will pay yes. it once. I am the latter. I am the latter. Or should I say, I am the latte.
1: <laughs> oh, boom, boom. Ah, I'm just noticing that you've got a goatee, like a little smidge of one. Yeah. Well,
0: I had post conference. That's that's pre conference. I had to turn up looking slightly intelligent. Did you wear your Michael Caine glasses? You've got Michael Michael Caine glasses and a roll neck sweater. uh, (laughs) 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 Uh, I'm surprised I didn't get thrown out.
1: Now, outside of of roll necks, people who like truffle lattes, (laughs) your brain being blown up and different things, if we think as in our not-so-serious business podcast, we generally like to look at things through the lens of, you know, on a personal level, maybe on that team and collaboration level and also on that leadership sort of space as well. Any key themes which came through from that which we can, you know, share?
0: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, individually, and uh, speaking from my own experience at the festival, you know, as individuals just sitting and listening to someone maybe sharing something in terms of a very alternative view to you, different beliefs, different assumptions, potentially different values being expressed, was was really eye opening and actually quite rewarding. That the fact that I wasn't engaged in a conversation where I might be interrupting. I was just sat listening and absorbing stuff. I was taken out of my own bubble. And that was actually very rewarding, I have to say. Uh, It did actually have me think slightly differently and maybe consider my own beliefs and assumptions differently. So that challenge was really interesting. So anytime we can get that challenge, I thought that that was really useful.
1: So put yourself in a space where your views will be stress-tested, expanded. um, For sure. Yeah, along those lines, Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, again, a lot of that is instinctive and people talk about echo chambers and the like, but I, I think that's true. So, yeah, put yourself in a position where you can just sit and absorb it without judgment for as long as you can, just see if you can take it all in. By extension to teams, what I really liked is all of the talks were set up in a certain way whereby you would have a host and you might have three or four speakers on the stage, and the host would introduce it and introduce the topic, often framed with a question. And uh, I really like the fact that each speaker or member of the panel was given three uninterrupted minutes to put their perspective forward, to, in answer to that question, say, well, this is how I'm coming at this. This is what I think. And I wondered in team meetings whether we might, you know, say, well, what's the question of the day or what's the topic of the day? And you give a chance for everybody to be heard in that opening start to the session or meeting.
1: It's a little bit like I think a couple of episodes ago we spoke around Jeff Bezos, how he gets everyone to sit and read the notes or the memo or whatever it may be at yeah. the beginning. A little bit of that sort of sitting in silence without judgment, I guess, like just taking in information. And then later on you then go, well, I can now respond based yeah. on sitting and listening.
0: Yeah. And it was and everyone had a considered response. And they were allowed to present it uninterrupted. So just that fact of, again, giving space for people to present their thoughts and ideas, giving them, as you say, you might always say, you know, space to think and then space to talk. So that was really interesting. You know, as I say, the question of the day could be anything, but will AI save humanity or is it leading us to some nightmarish reality like the Matrix, you know, the Terminator or Neighbors? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Two at the moment as well. So, what about <laughs>
0: now? What about neighbors? <laughs> neighbors rebooted. What about
1: on the leadership lens? You look after an organisation, a team. I mean, we're all leaders in some way. If you're thinking around that, how might we embrace some of these things which you experienced at this? festival.
0: Yeah, if you just step back from it all, what you realize is just that the whole event, I just wondered if leaders or organizations could say, look, how might we replicate this kind of event? Could we create an event within our organization that was um, positioned as being a a festival of ideas, you know, that could be then openly and respectfully discussed and chewed over, that then would hopefully help move your organization's thinking forward. You know, because that's all it is. At the end of the day, there was no – there wasn't an end point at the festival. People just came together, and people's outlooks might have changed through that, but it, it moves something forward. Maybe not to the end, but it moves something forward. Some change in direction, some change in attitudes, some change in assumptions. So can you do and the same with? it I know lots of
1: about- Yeah, I know lots of our listeners are in that space where you're organising things with teams or conferences and events. Any other logistical stuff like like how people mixed in the breaks or maybe the flow of things, the timing of things, anything you could think, yeah, that could – because I guess the frame for this is if we get together less now because so many more people work from home, you want to make the most of those times together. So what could we learn from this? Yeah,
0: I hadn't thought too much, but as you said that, One of the things I noted was there was lots going on. So there were two or three talks I could go to. So of course, in an organization, if you open this up, people would go where their interest was. And of course, where their interest was is where their passion and motivation would be. So whatever was the topic that they gravitated to would be the thing they'd be most interested in trying to tackle or become part of a, a working committee that actually might look to advance those ideas that were being discussed rather than have everyone go, right, we're going to talk about this, and have half the people there sort of slightly bored or <laughs> shuffling out with their bags. Um, yeah, so yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. You know, there's, you could go where your interest took you. And then they had more sort of deep dive things. So they had like an inner circle, which, of course, you had to pay for. So I didn't because, you know, the occupational philosopher's budget didn't stretch that far. The budget's not that good, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't <laughs> go to the inner circle, Simon. <laughs> but if I did... You could then sit with one of the speakers and actually go a bit more into the topic that they had talked around and and get that more um, ability to engage in a proper conversation with them. So there's things like that. So you can deep dive stuff. You can keep it broad and wide. Yeah. And then you had open spaces where people would gather to have meals together, or they would have workshop areas as well. So there was lots of different ways then that people would sort of intersect, again, driven by them. Personal motivations and passions and interests, which, you know, is quite nice because everyone will have that in whatever organization you're sat in. How do you tap it? Uh, nice. How do you harness nice. it and recognize it? There you go. I've, I've learnt more. I think, yeah, I think you should extend the budget next time. Haha. <laughs>
1: Once we dive a little bit deeper, look at the learnings you have, John. So I reckon that's a nice little spot to wrap it up. There's lots of good things. How the light gets in, I really like this is might look not might be a nice little philosophy for the beginning of the week how will i let the light get in this week philosophically intellectually emotionally i don't know something nice about that now john let's wrap this up as always if you've listened and you think yay i'd like a little bit more of that go to your podcast feed and you hit the little subscribe button so whenever we get an episode that'll pop into your feed but as always if you're around the water cooler at work if that's Still a thing and you're you know, having a bit of uh, aqua in the morning and, hey, what are you doing? Well, i tell you what I listened to last night, the occupational philosophers, and they let the light come in. Tell your friends, okay? Isn't that nice? <laughs> and what else, John? As always, <laughs> as always, when you leave here today or this evening, wherever you go, please.
0: Stay curious. Have fun. Play more. Make stuff. And... Date life.